Welcome to the Introvert Dad Extrovert Family Podcast. My name is Shane Graves and I am so happy to be sharing with you guys today about my life as an introvert but most of all to be sharing about the perspective of being some person that is a father but also so many other things. Um, I have some lovely guests with me today and we're going to get introduced to them but first a little bit about this podcast and why I decided to do it. Um, I realized that um, being a father is a big job, right? It's a big job. There's so many things involved in it. There's so many things that you you encounter as you go ahead that you don't realize um, until you get there. And I, I really wanted to be able to speak to that. I really give men a voice out there on the airwaves that we can talk about things that are facing us as fathers, are facing us as dads, and talk about things that are facing us as men today in 2022 that might not be normally discussed might not be normally dealt with that we might not you know really have a a, a outlet or avenue to really deal with it and to realize that hey let's compare notes and we realize that we're all on the same page we all have similar experiences and i I really felt like it's it's a need to deal with that so that's why i I came up with, with this idea for this podcast and this podcast is focused on the fact that there are many people out there who are introverts and we're going to deal with what that means but then there's so many other people who are extroverts and i find that the introverts usually tend to disappear (laughs) among the world of extroverted people who have um, the extra energy and the extra passion so um, i really wanted to share what it's like being an introvert dad who is not only a dad but i'm also a minister i'm also a business owner i'm also a full-time a full-time employee and most of all i'm a husband right so these things matter and then when you put all of that under the umbrella so to speak of being a christian um it is it brings about a, a lovely mix if you want to call it that of ingredients that i believe that there are other people out there that need to hear what this is about um, so that's what this this podcast is about so let's talk a little bit about um being an introvert I, I would have heard recently that some person would have described me in an introvert as um, you are you are not energized by people. In other words, extroverts get their energy from social interaction. Introverts lose their energy by social interaction. So then introverts have to recharge, right? In in their quiet spaces and such like to come back home and face the world. Well an extrovert, they're recharging is going out hanging out chatting talking and stuff like that um, and that's one of the unique features of it basically what people you would have called being quiet quote unquote and us in barbados we know that there's a term that we use more often here in terms of being quiet and there's there's it doesn't mean that you are not interactive it doesn't mean that you're not social in any way it just means that you're more likely to be on the quieter side you're more likely to sit and just be cool and be happy and peaceful so that is my personal experience. I, I can't say for sure my guests for today are necessarily introverts, they will have to say, but they might be extroverted. But I really want to just share that general perspective with the world that we can show what it's like, you know, and really have a discussion about it. So that's what this podcast is about. Today's episode, right, is about dealing with getting children to obey. Um, I have a son. Uh, my son is four years old at this time of recording. And he is wonderful. He is brilliant. He's so intelligent, but he's a handful. 
I call him energy, right? He's just energy and he can go and go and go. And what I've realized is that he and my wife are clear cut extroverts, right? Both of them are. And even at his four years old, he is obviously and clearly an extrovert. And I'm gonna give some examples as we go ahead in the, in the discussion. This is Antonio Christi at day four. Um, and these two gentlemen are great guys and they, they have a lot of experiences and a lot of, a lot of stuff that they can share. Um, so I'm just going to go to them so that they can begin to introduce themselves. Uh, so Dave, I'm going to start with you. Uh, just introduce yourself to everybody, uh, who you are uh, and, and your background in relation to being whether introvert or extrovert or in between, <laughs> <laughs> also about dealing with children. Um. I think I'm in between because sometimes. I wait, wait, sorry. My name is Dave Ford. I'm a father, husband, grandfather, uncle, great uncle, son. I, I guess godfather. I guess yeah. my, my <laughs> list is complete. <laughs> everything, man. Everything. Um, yeah, I think I'm kind of like in between. I think I lean more to the introvert because sometimes I just want to. I just get away from people when I had enough. I just go in the corner and sit and quiet. To that's for me to recharge and just clear my head and then they go back. Mm. So I think I'm the a balance between the more introvert and extrovert. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, man. Um, so, so tell, tell, me, tell me about your um, your daughter, because I know you got a daughter. Your, oh, you got, you got, but you got another one now. So you got two daughters. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I, I meant the older daughter oh, and then the young granddaughter and your young daughter okay. tell me about that world of, well, of women but <laughs> <laughs> my first my first daughter had her when i was old, 23 mm -hmm. and for me i think that was i stepped up quite early and i is like god put in me what i needed to be doing i was doing it taking her spending time with her you know making sure i was always there she knows how she can get in contact with me and all that was that was my main just to make sure that she knows that i'm there because me and my father, we didn't have a good relationship. In fact, we didn't have a relationship at all. Um, wow. And thinking about it, even when one time I went, he was in hospital and I went to visit him and I felt like he was a total stranger for me. Yeah. And that so. shocked me because it was like, I don't want to ever have this with you. I don't ever want to have that kind of relationship with any of my children. That was before I had children. Mm -hmm. Well, after I had my first daughter, then it was, I was always there for her, always there doing whatever I need to do. Even when me and her mom split, I was always there doing what I need to be done. And something that wasn't always easy because they were always feel like if you button a wall because we made an arrangement between every other weekend I was spent time with her and every other weekend it was a problem even though that was something that we agreed to and I find, I find Dave that a lot of guys tend to complain for stuff like that happening and I think it's unfortunate that even today that people still can't figure out look the, the, the values that a father brings are important yeah you can say that the man has done this that he's a dog and all these kind of things in, in your perspective but at the end of the day it is critical for that child to have both their parents present if at least they're alive they, they need to be they need to be involved yeah because i mean i i learned that it was so critical because the things that i miss doing with my father i, do, I did with my daughter yes. taking her out and doing stuff because it's like my father never did these things for me and one of the hardest things I always remember, I never forget. One day we had to go and play football up at the garrison. And I, so I talked to my father early in the week. He said he was coming. So I was all excited. You now my father can watch play football for the first time in his life. 
Yeah. And he got there early, got ready, warmed up, and he was looking around looking for him. He never turned up. Wow. And that crushed my spirit that day. And I said, I will never ever do that to any of my children. If I can't make it, I will say I can't make it. Because we don't understand how much as a effect has on children when we don't keep our promises. We have to keep our promises. If we tell our children we're going to do something, make sure we're going to do it. If we can't, yeah. let them know, look. Can't handle it today, maybe another time. At least it yeah. was let me know, look. That is human, he's got other stuff to do. Not that we're not important, but he let me know that. Up front, you can't handle it. Uh, it introduces them to the reality of life. Exactly. Because as life, sometimes you can't do what you plan to do. So you gotta you gotta cancel, you gotta redirect and stuff like that. So I think it's critical. So yeah. tell me about um the grand and uh, tell me about oh. the little girl then again as you get to our other guests. Shania. Oh boy. <laughs> Shania's my granddaughter, I love her. My little girl is subject. She uh, I never thought that a child could have pulled your heart outside of your own children, but your grandchildren are something different. <laughs> <laughs> they are a whole is like your child turns twenty. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Because they really I mean they really pull out your heart, shoes. Because you know, okay, you love your children, that's a given, you know, you, you love them with all your heart. You, you do what you can for your children. But your grandchild now is extra because if it's like think about it, it's like you're ensuring food. Your child will get one scoop, your grandchild will get five. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and the children will complain. Yeah, yeah, they would. <laughs> because I did it with my mom. My mom and my daughter have a good relationship. And my daughter is my mom's first granddaughter. My sister had two, what, four boys and one daughter. Two boys and one daughter, sorry. And when my mother, I was always telling her, she gave my daughter too much things. My mother snapped at me, headed back to me, said, okay, can you grandchild? Yeah. And I was like, I sat on the sat on there and looked at this, like, all the things that she that she's getting, I never got. <laughs> so you see the love, the love, the love, and it's happening. Love, but I say, yeah. you know what? That's her grandchild. Yeah, that's her grandchild. So yeah, but she, when she mentioned it, I mean, we have a good relationship. I mean, she when she was younger, she would come. She would spend time with me, and she would always look forward to spend time with me. But we always met the sport and playing and joking around. And it, it, it really changed my perspective again. From being a father to a grandfather, and then to turn and become a father again for this year, it was a, whoever knew a two-year-old could be so totally different from her sister. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it, it's always amazing how siblings could be so, so different. different. Yeah, so yeah. this is Christa was more quiet; she was more obedient. I could get her those stuff before even having to prod her too much. Mm. Man, this is fight. Let's go <laughs> hold her hands to brush her teeth. Like this is go brush your teeth. And when it comes to getting medication or, or vitamins, this is coming. It's always been like, when it's done, we sore times for every wrestling, every wrestling beer. <laughs> but, wow. but, you know, I guess that she has really strong will. And then both of them are, both my daughters are strong will. And even my granddaughter, she's strong will, but she's not as strong will as Shani, as DC. DC is the epitome of strong will. Yeah, wow. so we have many more years to look forward to her. <laughs> her um, strong willingness. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that touches on what we can talk about today, so I can get back to that. Um, so, our other guest is Antonio Christie. Um, Antonio, just introduce yourself to everyone. Yeah, so um, thanks, Shane, for having me. Um, I'm Antonio. I am a husband, yeah. uh, um, I'm a pastor, and I am a a, a pretty good godfather, I, I must say. I'm, I'm not a father as yet, um, but I have had years of experience with being a son. 
and a brother and a cousin <laughs> and um, I have had the privilege as well too of teaching in a lot of classrooms uh, at church Sunday schools and vacation Bible schools and camp so, so I've had a, a measure of experience in, in brackets of time and seasons <laughs> of dealing with children and then sending them back right so my my perspective is 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 different for sure and uh, i really enjoyed hearing um dave talk about his experience and uh, i i noted for sure the difference between his child versus his grandchild and uh, that piqued a lot of interest for me so (laughs) i'm looking forward to that as well you know um so yeah how, how it is for both me and my wife when we look at how our parents deal with our son. Um, <laughs> it's so different. It's so different. <laughs> for example, we can clearly remember um, our punishments for doing things that are wrong. For those that are listening, we are in the Caribbean and lashes happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? It is a very much part a of life. <laughs> but we can remember clearly getting a lot more lashes from our parents than our parents would dare give him. And he's like, well, what's all of this? What's all of this? We didn't have this. What's all this? I, I, I don't know what all, all that is. You know, what, what I can say is that as being a support person to, to that family establishment, as a teacher, as a, as a pastor, as a godfather, you know, I have the opportunity to come alongside the parents to help instill whatever values and, and responsibilities needs to be instilled in children. Yeah. And for me, it's been an interesting experience, especially if I know the parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If I don't know the parents, that I, I kind of tend to take some liberties <laughs> uh, <laughs> because, yeah. you know, I, I don't have the, 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 the consciousness of whether or not they would necessarily agree so i have a more of a freedom to go from what i believe should happen um so you know don't don't quote me on that guys just just me recording (laughs) (laughs) oh dear oh dear oh dear but i i i I, they they, they're better for it let me say that i believe that they're better for it um but as as a supporting cast to that to that family you know i i think you know in terms of of working with you shane as a godfather one of the things that i dance between is what i see you doing and you and your wife doing versus what i am doing because one of the things that i think is important is a consistency mm-hmm. yes a consistency yes. you know so uh, there there are times that i make sure that if i am if I see something that I don't think should be done, I see a behavior being exhibited that I don't think should be done, I'd be like, Shane, <laughs> you know, or you know, your dad is coming, you know, you know, so that to see to see, you know, what how how you view it first yeah, before so I come in. Yeah. This is definitely something I can address in the future because I know that it's good Yes. Right? So that so that's that's important. Of course there are moments where like any time I gotta say, all right, let me just stop you know mm-hmm. i figure out later because there could be a level of risk that i just ain't comfortable with, with, with doing yeah. and if if then you come and correct that then it's not all right he's yeah. good with this <laughs> then i can be good with this but i can still 
work out with emotions yeah. as it relates to that. Yeah. But you said something that's rather interesting. You mm-hmm. said dance, but in terms of being complimentary to what the person did. Yeah. Which is something that is very critical and missing. Very much so. I'm missing a lot of girlfriend, girlfriend, fan. Well, in any relationship. Able to, to, to make that environment that the child will grow and make sure that your parent will say, okay, well, I can relate on you as godfather father to make sure this 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 happens and, mm-hmm. and you can say, well, look, this is what I did and this is okay, well, no problem. And you say, you, 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 you have that, we have that relationship with each other that we can say, mm-hmm. I don't think the church is doing that anymore. <laughs> yeah. Because some people will say, oh, well, he's not all the time, so let him. So you be the one, okay, so he does it all the time, but you don't see the risk in him that like, coming up on the chair. Uh-huh. You don't see the risk in him being able to fall. I mean, some people say, no, let him, you will get the way you were, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but, but, yeah, yeah. Because for me, it may be a first. But for, for Shane, it was the 20th time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> he's already dealt with the, the two, three, or four, or five times he actually fell and caught him. You understand? Yeah. Yeah. So the skill level might be more than what they think it is. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> and so. I, I might be actually hindering mm-hmm. his his ability to explore those things mm-hmm. and, the, and those skills. You know? And, and that's that's something that I think that a lot of us as supporting cast, inter- godfathers, teachers, um, even the person, even the neighbors. You know, sometimes, you know, I remember I being outside and out somewhere in the neighborhood and I'm doing something that I know my parents would be fine with. But then this other person now is like, what are you you doing? What are you what they're doing? Right? What are you what they're doing? What what, what are you doing that? You understand? What are they picking them things off in trees? You know, what are they eating the mangoes? What are they eating the ackees? Somebody said, you know, like... And it's not like if it's a private property, but because they wouldn't necessarily let their son or daughter do it, they don't want you to do it. Yeah. You know, yeah. as a child. And I, so I remember that. So I, I, I take that experience and I try to to work with that when I'm, especially when I'm at, in, in a class, you know, in a class or happening for children. I remember the other day we were at a, a picnic and two of our Goddaughters were there from different parents. Two of our goddaughters were there from different parents. So we're gonna have an intimate knowledge of how we are with them individually, but they're two different parents. And of course, two different daughters. Yeah. You understand? Yeah. So <laughs> you deal with one in, in that space differently than you deal with the other. And then there were other children and their parents were there who uh-huh. I didn't necessarily have a relationship with. So that dance there became very, very, I, I felt like a ballerina, you know, yeah. trying to measure between how I should could be with this this son and stuff like that. Because for me, we, 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 I was supposed to talk about the introvert extrovert thing first, right? Right. But, but for me, for me, and well, what I'm about to say leads into that. Uh-huh. I remember because for me, I I don't. I'm still trying to figure out if, if I'm an introvert extrovert. I think there are times that I am extremely extroverted, and then there are times that I am dangerously introverted. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, and so I, I, I think that as a, a guy, I've developed this ability to kind of adapt pretty quickly. You know, from my experience, I tend to adapt pretty quickly. So, you know, having a joy, one of the things I enjoy is seeing people grow into their potential. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that excites me. 
So I don't know if that makes me extroverted or not, but when I'm with someone in their space and I see them, you know, doing something and into their potential, I can be their cheerleader. I will be helping them out, you know, and that sort of stuff. That, that, that necessarily means extroverted. Uh -huh. means that, you know, you, you support it. Yeah, you support it, right? Okay. Um, no I, I, I would more say, based on what you're saying, that you're, you're probably a similar balance to, to what they would say. What they would say. Um, but, but yours is probably more of an extreme balance, meaning that you're either yeah, I think I tend to live in extreme. I have some yeah. little brothers that probably would say, yeah, you can be pretty extreme. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I just think that it's, it's, I enjoy that role. And one of the things that I love about our role is that I get to steal and learn information from all the fathers that yeah. are around me. Yeah. I get to see examples and stuff like that because one of the things i think is important um as a, as a father or as a father figure is you know the education you know um experimentation and some edits you know so getting all the knowledge as possible learning getting information learning from from you from dave from you know all the other fathers that i interact with um is extremely important and then i you know i get the opportunity to kind of to test out and experiment a little bit with, with, with your <laughs> with your son and, you know but within, within good measure you know within your parameters you know but but in terms even in terms of when i become that dis disciplinarian and i have to discipline because i i'm not necessarily going to might not be able to do it the same way you would do it in the moment right um but you know learning that experimenting a little bit with that seeing if he's going to respond to me the same way he would to you and if not what i need to do yeah. for him to respond the same yeah. way and then editing from there yeah and then editing from there from here what what you just said because i think this is what you probably what you want um, what you had discussed earlier mm -hmm. um like this, you know, she has to go to bed by a certain time. Yeah. And at night, sometimes she wake up at 11, 12 o'clock, fighting to get this and to go back to sleep. Yeah. Because then she would go down early and then get up praying. So, of course, you can comfort her and put her back to bed. This year does not want to go back to sleep. Yeah. I am tired because I've been on the working the whole day. My eyes are on fire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I am cranky. Yeah. And I am trying to pray, Lord, help me, because I need to get some sleep. Make sure just don't want to go back to sleep. So, recently, you know, we, were, we were laughing, we were sitting on talk, we were then talking about this. This would not go to bed. She would not go, she would just sleep. You need to put her to bed. You need to put her to sleep. And she, every time we put her in her fridge, she gets up. You know, for sure, you know, patient levels now at zero because <laughs> yeah, ain't nothing else you can do because you're sleeping. And I got so frustrated, like, this year, you go and sleep, tomorrow I'll go work, I don't care what you do, just go sleep. But she's bed. She cried, she cried, I need bed here, she crying, now you gotta go and take a shower. And you're back and she crying, she crying, she crying, my heart started getting weak. <laughs> I was like, Father. If I go to the bathroom and hear she cry, I give her attention. I kill her. But luckily enough, when I go back in the bathroom, she was out cold. 
So when I was smoking, when I was talking to my wife, that's just idea. I was thinking the same thing. I was going, actually, the crane ain't loving me that shit. So you see. Yeah, so that, that <laughs> segues into what we want to discuss. I want, I want to discuss two elements of that exact same thing. Um, for example, I want to give this example. Recently, um, I and my mother, because my wife was overseas for, um, let me say, almost two weeks. So it was just me and my son. And we were here and we were, we were going pretty hard and stuff like that. So one, one particular evening, I went out with uh, my mother who went. Down to St. Lawrence Gap to get hot dog, right? People that know St. Lawrence Gap know about these hot dogs, so I don't have to explain that. So we went down there, um, order and stuff like that, and he is being his rambunctious energetic self. And this is going to explain a couple of things. One, his extrovertedness. Immediately, he want to see, he want to talk to the to, to the person that serving, I and mean, we really talk with him. So then we have to go and wait while the hot dogs are being done. So we went off to a particular area and it's raining too. Particular area that nobody was that we had to stand up there and wait because it's because it's, it's, it's shaded, right? Off the rain. So we got over there, me, my mother, and him. First thing he wanna do is run all over the place. <laughs> he wanna run all around. There's, there were two other guys there, two other other gentlemen there that were drinking and just hanging out. And they were burning some incense. Now I'm hoping that any of my international people would know what incense is. But it's basically just something that you light and it smolders. And while it's smoldering, it gives off a really, really fragrant smell, right? Uh, it's something that people in, in the Rastafarian community would be familiar with and stuff like that. Anyway, so they were burning incense and they were just hanging out over there, close to where we were. And immediately he's trying to get close to them. He's trying to go over and talk to them. So there's this extroversion. So here's the obedience partner. He wanted to go and get close to the aces, right? Close up with these guys and also want to go and get close to the aces. And I know him. I know he didn't want to touch it. <laughs> so I'm telling him, come back. My mother's telling him, come back. And the guy that was there, and this ties into what Antonio was talking about earlier, about people in the environment not, you know, really working the balance properly. Um, he's saying, you know, um, it's, it's, it's just an aces. Let him out, let him. Let him um, play and let him play, being a doing nothing. And I'm just like, I'm there and I'm telling myself, boss, you do not understand this child. <laughs> I do. <laughs> right? I know I need to stay away from that because he's going to go and want to touch it. So, more prodding and stuff, and tell he smell it, it smells it, so he may know when he is smelling. So, alright, no problem, he smell it. Next thing you know, he won't touch it. I know the boy that is dealing with it. You want to touch it? It's no, you cannot touch it. And then there's a battle now to get him to touch it. Me, well, he's over there. He's saying that, oh, you know, I, I, I was a father for twenty something years, and this kind of thing. And with these children, he's got to do this and he's got to do that. And I'm boss, I don't need a lesson in parenting at this point. <laughs> I just need you to respect the fact that I don't want him to go over there. So that covered a bunch of stuff that we got, that we would mention already. It mentioned it, it deal with the fact that my son is very extroverted. Wherever he goes, he wants to interact with people he sees, children he sees. People will just be walking past the house, you know, minding their business, few minding ours, and he's showing at the top of his voice, hi, hi, and <laughs> trying to get the attention <laughs> and stuff like that. And there's, there's what he loves, and nothing wrong with that. But then um, there comes a point now where safety is a concern, right? Safety is a concern, and I try to implement that. So 
now we tie into this partner obedience how do we get our children to obey i'm gonna start off with saying with jonathan my son i've been trying to have a good balance of um rewarding him and getting him excited about things when he does the right thing while at the same time being very clear and firm when he doesn't do the right thing especially in the moment i try not to wait long after he does something wrong to get on him about it or to lecture him or to anything like that about it or even if lashes are involved to get to that point i try to, to deal with the case in the moment that it happens as best as i can this doesn't always work however because i find that as he, he's four now so maybe he's got a lot to do with it he does not quite grasp the concept of certain things you have to do because you have to do them you might not want to or you might be or i might have to stop him from doing something that he wants to do but you just can't and and he doesn't grasp that you tend to not throw stones sometimes you gotta you gotta raise a voice to get him to stop because he keeps saying it over and over again and he doesn't want to stop so let me discuss this whole obedience factor how, how do you guys think we could get across to our um children especially in that age bracket obedience because it's something that you need to do and not necessarily because if you feel like it okay um <laughs> you're learning it's, 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 i i've been i've been pondering this question um quite frequently over the past couple of days obviously in anticipation of, of this conversation um and i went back to to some education that I received well at a certain institution in in Barbados. And I began to mull over that that education along with some edu other education that I received from a ch as, as a Christian mm -hmm. in church. And uh, one of the things that I discovered in you know just brushing up on the information was that one of the most common methodologies of, of teaching um, obedience or trying to get persons to obey um, comes from a, a bf skinner a psychologist from way 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 back i don't want to get too yeah. it's <laughs> not university chat yeah but it's true bf skinner he came up with something called operant conditioning right and it's based on reinforcing behaviors that you want to see duplicated and in um, eliminating behaviors that you don't want to see repeated right so and, and then he talks about positive reinforcement versus negative reinforcement and positive punishment versus negative punishment and I don't want to get too complicated but it's pretty much easy to understand it is rewarding the good behavior so that that good behavior continues yeah. right and punishing for the bad behavior so that the bad behavior is eliminated right also removing hindrances if there's good behavior right yeah. or you know and discourage and yeah again just just taking away taking away um things that they desire mm -hmm. when they do incorrect things so that's kind of the four things that they kind of go through you know um and this is most you know they use it a lot when it comes to to alcoholics, anonymous, 
and, and little drag addicts and trying to, to change that behavior pattern, you know? And well, it's actually based on 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 the different psychological schools that it relates to behavior. They think that is the most successful, right? That's why it's used most commonly in those in those scenarios, right? But one of the things about that um, is that it can be very it's very external way of doing something rather than an internal way of doing something, right? So it's more treating the, the human being like how you would necessarily treat an animal, right? Rather than helping the human being to develop an internal measure of this is what I should do or this is what I shouldn't do. Because then if there's no reward, right? Or there's no punishment potential in the scenario, then they just, they still do whatever they're doing, right? So these, these, these things, I, I know, and by default, because we see it in schools and we see it with our parents and stuff like that, um, we tend to just duplicate without fully understanding and looking behind the scenes to see what happens, right? Um, so that you know, that's that's looking at from BF Skinner sort of perspective. Now, now when I looked at Proverbs now, that's at Proverbs referencing Solomon, <laughs> King Solomon quote-unquote the wisest man to be on the planet you know save jesus um he he as i as i read the proverbs i read is that he kind of suggested some similar methodologies right but not necessarily to, to the full extent right um so he encourages children um to obey the father and listen to the instruction of their mother right because there you're gonna get uh, uh you're gonna get grace and you're gonna get honor right so grace and honor are not necessarily tangible rewards but grace and honor speaks to the ability to get tangible rewards <laughs> if you understand what i'm saying right so because you're because the the, the so you're instead of in the, the theory would be that is there instead of in the child um the fact that you should do this because this is the right thing to do and because it's the, you're doing the right thing you are giving yourself the ability to receive all that you need to receive to have a good life right. so it's not necessarily that there's an immediate reward right there is a reward is it true but it's not necessarily an immediate reward so it, it, it puts it uh, to me, it seems to be Solomon seems to be saying, you know, this is a a, a more long term way of looking at it, mm. right? Now the question would be, how do you do what Solomon is saying to do, <laughs> right? Because yeah. yeah. I mean that makes sense to me and you because we, we know the language and stuff like that. But in terms of doing that from a one year old, two year old, you know, uh, their their development is not to that stage where they have that level of understanding, right? So. You know, just yesterday, last night, this morning, I was mulling over this. I try and figure out like how, how, how would I do it? Cause I, I don't have a, a, a child to experiment with. At the experiment, <laughs> right? <laughs> so I say, how, 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 how would I do it? You know, and I, I, I think that one of the things that we, as adults, don't fully understand 
um, and I, I don't know why and I think sometimes even I don't fully understand it or appreciate it is the, the, the ability of your child at whatever age to really understand what you're saying yeah. you know and I think sometimes we because they can't express themselves at how we do we don't think that they understand when we express ourselves as we would with each other you know so like when I when I talk to when I talk to to you you know I express myself because I'm comfortable knowing that you're going to understand fully what I'm saying but then when I go to a five-month or six-month-old, do I do, do I have that same confidence? Or should I have that same confidence? Even older. Or even older. Even older. One, two years, should I? Could I? You know? And I I, I think that that is the, one of the, the challenges that we have in trying to communicate. Because we, we know what it is the desire that we want. We know what it is that we're trying to do, right? But the question is, is how do I communicate that at their level, right? And at what level are they at? Are they at? I you know? Strategy and patience. Yeah, strategy <laughs> and patience. <laughs> strategy you know, kind of, kind of my experimental sort of, um, kind of my experimental sort of uh, <laughs> trying, you know, just seeing what, what works here and what doesn't work there and then trying to project it long term. You know, uh, one of the things I think about is you, you reinforce the behavior one time, get a reward. One time, get a reward. And I say, okay, cool, this is good, this is good. All right, let's see you do this seven times and then the reward. Yeah. 12 times and then the reward. Yeah. So, you know, so it becomes a little bit less about the immediate gratification, right? But more about the fact that this is enabling me. Yeah, if this is going to enable me in the future to receive, to look ahead. Right? So that's one of the things that I, you know, that I think that we need to consider as well too, you know? And I don't know if we strategically do that. What do you think, um, Dave? What do you say? It just reinforces that. Because when you say this system, you want to take a shower? If she is occupied with the cell phone or whatever she's in, it's like it going through one air and she's not paying attention to me at all. Yeah. <laughs> so what I usually do I grab the towel and say it over my shoulder. I say this is time to get a bath. So she picks up wherever she if she's she whatever it going to the bathroom with her. With her. Yeah. We, yeah. So my mom's like this year, she can't carry this in there because it will stop working. So you have to put it down and when you come back, you will get it. Sometimes it's a little tantrum, tantrum and thing, but most of the time she just complex. She, are we taking away from her? Put it one side, pause it so she can see that we that we're not completely taking away from her. But it's just that we need you to do this particular thing at this particular moment, mm -hmm. so we can get to do whatever else we need to do. Yeah. And if we know more, no, it's becoming when it's a bath. She doesn't question. She just turns and goes straight to the shower and go in the bathroom and stand up and wait. But. The thing is now brushing teeth. What if you that to me still only? Still working on that. Yeah. Because that does be a fight from beginning to the end. And I like this year, you know, we go through this every day. You have to brush your teeth. And it's don't, it don't make a difference. I have been, my, my left arm is so tired, honestly, from <laughs> folding her and 
I like I put her kind of like a a hole, a wrestling mm-hmm. hole. I brush off her hands, pop her head with my head, and get the two brush and try to get those. Yeah. Two. <laughs> is that a desi stuff? That is the stuff <laughs> that that I find that are not that people are not talking about the reality of what this what this day to day thing is about, right? Is is about moments like that where you've got to wrestle and hold and you've got to do all these kind of things to get something yeah. happen. Because with Jonathan, with Jonathan, the, the, that same thing is an issue too. Sometimes he would cooperate and go to the back. Sometimes he won't. And when they say he won't, he really won't. It's <laughs> a fight, and I have to take him physically and take him into the back and, and be the same here brushing the teeth. And that's even worse because the angle. And he's not as small as this, so is anymore. He's heavier, and the angle is, is just—it takes a toll on your body, you know. And we honestly, for, 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 let me not be rude. These little things are so strong. <laughs> mm-hmm. they, because I, I honestly, the first time I did it, I was so exhausted after. I, I thought I was fighting, so I was actually fighting a human adult. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yes. When I, I, I sat down, I was out of breath. And it was like, my arms felt like it was just working out for two hours. <laughs> Less than five minutes. And it was like, yo, yeah. these low, these low people strong. And as I said, but you said it right, consistency, you must be consistent in all the time. You have to if you're not consistent, it's gonna they're gonna say, Oh, what could this one feel like then? Because yeah. you're not doing it consistent enough for me, so I can do whatever I feel like. Yeah. That so consistency is yeah, a challenge. Yeah, consistency is a challenge, yeah. Because yeah. for example, um, I don't want to oust my son, but he ain't gonna really listen to this to this podcast. <laughs> no, I'll fuck up yours. But um, for example, the challenge that we've been training is to get him to use the bathroom for number two. We successfully got him using the bathroom comfortably for number one. Right? You know, he goes on and, and he really is just fine, and he has come accustomed to that, and he knows that bathroom go and urinate in the bathroom so he doesn't need to wear a diaper for that purpose number two however that's still in his comfort zone he still struggles with that even though we have been trying to be consistent in getting him to go and sit and stuff like that it's a, it's a fight and he has not yet successfully done it but what i find happening over the last couple of weeks is that he would actually go and sit right he would trade there for a little bit, but then nothing would have happened. And then he would still ask Daddy Papa, and he would still get 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 it eventually to get it done. But I see him trying, and that is due to not the most consistent effort, but it has been reasonably consistent in pushing that um, towards him. Telling him, listen, bathroom is for that purpose. That is where your parents do that. That is where everybody you know does it. Go to the bathroom, and if you want to, and this this brings in the long term, your personal know. If you want to be like us, if you want to be grown up, if you want to get bigger, if you want to, you know, feel like you're a big boy, that's where you're going to do it. And then I even try a little negative reinforcement, to be honest. I tell him, no, listen, if you, when you go to big boy school, because it's still a nursery, you know, it's going to be starting primary in um, September. Uh, when you go to big boy school, you know, you, you got to use the bathroom and everybody else. Or else somebody gonna laugh at you and you're gonna be a fellow. And that's that's <laughs> that's the negative reinforcement is like you better get this here, don't buy ours, or you're gonna make fun of you there, don't you? It's not ideal, but trying those things and being deliberate with it over a long period of time seems to be 
Spot gets it, but it takes so much vision. It takes so much vision. And, and then go back to it. And if you're an introvert father, you're gonna share away from that confrontation because you're gonna be like, naturally just aim for that. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes they have to really fight. I mean I've 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 learned I've learned this this comes into the introvert part too. I have learned how to be firm with him mm-hmm. at some time. But he needs the, the not just disciplinarian, but both me and his wife are me and my wife are disciplinarians, but in terms of being firm about um, things related to respect and stuff like that, I know that's my job as 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 a man in the household. I know I need to teach him what it means to be respect, what it respectful and what, what that means and in terms of obedience and stuff. And that's why I, I felt that this would be a good discussion to huh? have. Um, but we're wrapping up now um, for this episode. But I want you to listen out for next episode. Um, I really want to thank Antonio and I really want to thank Dave for coming and helping for this episode today. Um, they may or may not be back for next episode. I believe they should be back, but I, I, I believe we're going to continue this topic uh, going forward for the next episode. So look out for it. We're going to get a little more deeper into these things. You're going to hear more stories about our our children and, <laughs> and stuff they do and stuff they don't do. <laughs> and we're going to try to give our insight on how we're going to get it from day to day. So have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening. This has been the Introvert Dad Extrovert Family Podcast. Have a wonderful day. Bye.